Will Grant is a professional BMX racer and bodybuilder who sustained some horrific knee and shoulder injuries through his racing career, which crippled him for a very long time. It wasn't until he discovered the use of breathing techniques like Wim Hof, meditating, fasting, and these strategic muscle balancing techniques that we talked about. Uh, He's not only been able to heal his body 100%, but he's back to racing bicycles professionally again. Um, So if you are even remotely interested in optimizing your mind and optimizing your body, this podcast is definitely for you. Talking. Talking here. I'm not go. very good at it, which is why I started doing this. <laughs> really? I suck at talking. This is like just like a challenge for me. I think we got the same watch, except you have a gold one. Twelve bucks on Amazon? Ten. Oh, I think you, you, you paid two extra because you're yeah. just gold, dude. Yeah. Dude, is it the Casio? Uh, yeah. Hell yeah, dude. This shit's sick. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. So, all right. So, for people out there who don't know who you are, just give me sort of like a brief introduction to who is Will Grant. <sighs> I mean, I'm still trying to figure that out myself. Yeah. You know I mean? like, <laughs> for sure. I mean, all, Aren't we all? But, yeah, uh, always. Who is Will Grant? I mean, I could tell you a little backstory, I guess. Um, I was born in Washington State. Um, I moved here when I was like eight, nine years old uh, with my mom, my brother, a couple dogs, a bunch of cats, like dude in this tiny little U-Haul truck. Uh, it was a five-day drive. And we got here, and I mean, honestly, my mom was like addicted to hella drugs. Like that's really, dude. Like, dude, that, that's a huge reason of what got us to Florida. Because like, in '99 to '01, that's when Florida was getting in all that trouble for like, like pill mills. Like they were just giving out like oxycodone and all those yeah. drugs fr- from the doctors. Like, yeah, that's what candy. Florida's famous for. Yeah, and. Uh, We lived out in the... Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
middle of the woods. Like it took us probably a half hour to get to the closest gas station. Holy and fuck. so my mom broke her back and then uh, she had some family here from Brooklyn and plus like she knew about the care here. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we ended up moving to Florida then and started racing BMX when I was like, I think uh, 10 or 11 years old. Um, my brother actually got me into it. Um, he was stealing everybody's bikes around the whole neighborhood, like bringing all their bikes, taking them apart, spray painting them, and then like selling them back to people. And like, he was talking about getting in a race in, and I was just three years younger wanting to do what my big brother did. And that's awesome. Um, but except I had a dad, he didn't really have a dad. My dad bought me a bike for uh, Christmas. And you guys, what, stepbrothers? Uh, half well, brothers? Yeah. We're half, half, so, so we're half brothers. Like, <laughs> okay. I have two, but we don't call each other half brothers. You know, right, like right, my right. mom told us from a young age, like, mm-hmm. hey, you're full brothers. There's no such fucking thing as half brothers. You yeah, know? yeah. So, like, so we were raised thinking, like, we're all we got. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? For sure. So, yeah, and then I ended up getting a bike. Actually, it was for my birthday. Um, and then... So yeah, I was living with my mom, and then when I was like 10, my dad said that uh, I can move in with him and um, pursue BMX like uh-huh. full time as like a 10 year old, you know? So yeah. like I, dude, I left the trailer park, I moved in with my dad, who I thought had all this money, all this opportunity, and we traveled around the world really racing BMX. And then really? uh, when I was 15, dude, it, I mean, it was tough living there, man. It, it really was. It was actually a lot tougher living there than my mom's house. And, uh, at 15 i ran away i just said peace see you later and you uh, just ran away yeah, yeah why i feel like i could do it better on my own man. yeah like, yeah honestly like dude I, I mean at 15 dude at 15 years old like i moved in with my dad to race bmx mm-hmm. you know for this like opportunity to like yeah really race bmx that's all i cared about you know i was young and crazy anyways and then i mean it he like I was getting in so much trouble all the time. Like mm. he was so strict with everything to where like yeah. he would get home and there was like crumbs on the table for me ma- making a sandwich. And I get the shit beat out of me, you know, like uh. dude, he would check my homework every single night. And if I had like a letter that was a little slanted to the left, he'd make me rewrite my homework 25 times. And then he'd find another letter that was messed up. And then I would be writing the alphabet for hours every night. Like he would w- walk up and if my shoes weren't tied tight enough, uh. he would flip me over and say, what's wrong with you? You, know, you can't tie your shoes, little boy. You know what I mean? And then like, it, it, it just kept like small, like small things where I couldn't do anything. Like it felt like I was living in prison, you know, like all I was really allowed to do was train for BMX. And then when something, so happened, he was kind of like, was he, was he really pushing you hard on BMX or was it kind of like you, he was just supporting what you wanted to do? Or do you think that was coming a lot from him kind of pushing you to do BMX? That's, I mean, it was, <clears throat> I mean, I wanted to do BMX. Right, for sure. You know what I mean? But he had the mindset as if I didn't um, do everything as best as I possibly could for that, then he wasn't going to take me to the races. You know, so he would come Mm -hmm. home and make sure my bike was clean. Like everything Mm -hmm. around my whole life was perfect, you know, so so I focused on that. Mm -hmm. Um, But then after when I was like 15, like I kept something small, something stupid. He just said, you're not racing anymore. And then, I mean it wasn't a good healthy relationship and then once i realized i wasn't racing like i just left like i mean bmx was everything that was important to me and then i was supposed to go live with my mom but i knew i wasn't going back to that trailer park Mm. like so i just left i crashed i mean i had friends i slept on the floors i slept on couches i slept slept outside you know what i mean and then when i turned 16 
actually there was a family in BMX um, after eight months of after running away he heard about my situation and he said yeah I own a business um, my kid races BMX and I'll let you live in my house if you just train my kid to race BMX because I was only 15 16 then but I was like national champion you know I like mm. won everything so a lot of people I guess look or a lot of even kids younger than me looked up to me at that age mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, so I moved into his house. He gave me two rules, just respect his house and stay away from his daughter. And <laughs> yeah, I ended up getting engaged to his daughter. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, yeah that's a whole different story. And then, um, and then, yeah, then I was like, I'm going pro 16 years old. And, um, I turned pro at 16 and then I end up tearing my ACL, MCL, PCL, meniscus, everything like three months into turning pro. When you were 16 years old? Um, so, like, I turned pro when I was 16, and mm. then, like, my my birthday was, like, the next month. So then, like, a month after being 17, um, yeah, I tore my ACL. I tore Fuck. everything. So you just exploded your fucking knee. Yeah, exploded Damn, my whole dude. Knee. I won my first pro races, too. Fuck. And then, and then it took me a year to get that healed, and then my first race back didn't even crash. Put my foot down, retore everything. Like, oh my, well, yeah, dude, because I was a minor, you know, with free insurance comes free doctors, and with free doctors comes some guy that's just rushing and hacking up your body, Mm. you know. Mm. So, I mean, I didn't even crash, I just, you know, I did physical therapy perfect and everything, but I just put my foot down and it retore everything. And then at that time off, I became a personal trainer, you know, like I wasn't able to race, so I, you know, and I had this passion for fitness, I had this passion. That's when you were like a bodybuilder, right? Yeah, when I was, yeah, during that two and a half to three years that I was injured i just started training my upper body as much Mm. as i could you know and i was still keeping my legs fit as much as i could because i was doing like i'm trying to strengthen my leg and doing my own like physical therapy for the knee but But it's hard to do leg training when you have a fucked up knee right well yeah so so when i became a personal trainer like the first surgery i got i got because i was a minor so i got the free Mm. um insurance but then after that i was i I was 18 and the only way i could get individual inch or really insurance to get my knee fixed was i had to have a job that offered the insurance so i became a personal trainer at a gym i Mm. did their three four months so i can get their insurance yeah and then and then i found the best doctor i could Mm -hmm. but then at that time i was a personal trainer i thought i knew everything i was the shit i don't need no physical therapy you know so i started doing my own like training for my legs to build up my um, strength. And I thought I knew what I was doing. And I ended up building up a lot of bad habits of movement to where like I had all these imbalances, you know? So, so when you have a surgery or when you have any trauma to your body, there's muscles that um, get extremely tight to protect and there's muscles that turn off. Um, and then right. physical therapy is really meant to rebalance your okay. muscles to turn on the, the, those muscles and to relax the muscles that are too tight. Why do you think your muscles were so out of balance. Was it because of the bodybuilding or because of the BMX? So, so after that second surgery on my ACL, Mm -hmm. I did all my own physical therapy Mm -hmm. and I didn't know what I was doing. You know, honestly, like, like I just went right back into training instead of fixing the issue. Right. You know, it's like any problem that you have, like if you just try to mask the symptom, it's going to cause bigger, different issues later on. Yeah. You know, and that's what happened was like, I, I never, kind of relearned how to move properly so Mm -hmm. then like just every little movement that I was doing um like I just wasn't using my body properly you know but and that's something that almost everybody's doing 
Right. You know, you know, like almost everybody is using their body improperly right. because we're a sitting culture. We sit down all day, w- which brings our chest, our quads, our hip flexors, everything too tight while our yeah. glutes and our back just don't know how to activate. Right. So then we have all these imbalances in our body and, and, you know, depending on who you are is what's going to hurt first. So if mm. it's your knees, if it's your back, if it's your shoulders or whatever it is, but it's just comes from the imbalances. And, yeah. and, and then what happened to me was what would have normally happened to me if I was 40 years old, it happened really quick because I was an athlete getting injuries. Right. You know, but like I said, if you talk to the, the normal 45 year old, his back hurts, his knees hurt, mm-hmm. it, you know, his shoulder hurts. And it's just from bodies being in balance from whatever they're doing. I just went to the chiropractor for the first time in my life, like two weeks ago. Like, cause I've, my lower back started really fucking hurting. I don't know why there was no trauma. There was nothing to really explain it. And, uh, other than the fact, you know, I, I like go to the gym just like anybody else. I do, you know, cardio. I, I try to balance my workouts or whatever, but they found out and my yoga instructor actually pointed out that my, like my IT band and my hamstrings were like unusually tight. And that's what was contributing to my lower back being in so much pain. So now I've been like using a, um, what do you call it? A tennis ball mm-hmm. to like roll out my legs a lot yeah. more and like focusing on that. And that's really, it's helped a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Really good stuff, dude. Yeah. Like just imbalances what all those pains are and you know, and it's the way we're living really, mm-hmm. you know, like with the way we're moving and using our body and even like the way we're moving and using our mind is just mm-hmm. not really balanced with the way it should be. So it's causing like chipping or pain in some way. At, but at what point when I saw you the last time, like I said earlier, the last time I saw you was at Josh's wedding. Mm-hmm. And, and I asked you what you've been doing and you said that you don't work, you're like, I don't work out my upper body anymore. I just do legs. All I do is legs and it just, the rest of it works itself out. Like I work out my legs and it makes my arm strong. Like how, what were you doing at that point? So then I was just training like full athlete for BMX and like, and yeah, I I really wasn't training my upper body, like going into the gym and doing bench. But I mean, dude, if you're doing like compound movements, like deadlifts like power cleans mm. you know front squats like you're bracing you're using your body you using know? every part of your body yeah yeah okay. like you're using your body the way it's supposed to as one full moving piece not ah. necessarily targeting your chest or targeting right. your back and then i still had that muscle tone when you seen me because from like 16 to 22 i was lifting my upper body like a bodybuilder trying to get jacked for the honeys you know right yeah <laughs> um but then yeah and then when i was just racing for those um from pretty much when i got back to like 21 to 25 yeah i mean i was training hard not necessarily the smartest way to train you mm-hmm. know like i've I should have had a coach, you know what I mean? You know, like I should have hired somebody who was smarter than me, but it's hard to learn when you know everything, you know what I mean? Of course. Yeah. Um, and I was in that mindset of like, dude, I was the shit. I knew everything. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I, I spent my whole life like building up my ego and to make myself seem as great as I possibly can. Yeah. And then, well, how could you be a fucking bodybuilder doing bodybuilding competitions and like without, a, a massive ego to accompany it. it, it it's right? tough. It's yeah. tough. Like, How could you? you? You have to align your purpose with something else, which right. I definitely wasn't, you know, like I was trying to get as jacked as possible to right. get like, you know, people feel like they care about me or they love right. me or like, right. you know, t- to get that value in, right. in most kids. I mean, most kids that yeah, age group are doing for that. For sure. And like my whole entire life, Danny, my whole life, I put all the value in, in myself and what I could physically do and what I physically look like. Mm. Like, and that's what I put all my value in and that's what I work towards. And then when 
dude, I lost all that. You know, then all of a sudden my body started breaking down. My mind started breaking mm. down. Like what I did when I was 21, 22 well, wasn't still as cool anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, and even my racing, like I wasn't getting the best results, you know, my, even my career in BMX was just getting like worse and worse. And like, yeah. I, I, I was getting less and less relevant and like all this stuff that I put this value in was just dwindling away. Mm. And then all of a sudden my body started breaking down. Like, I mean, I'm talking, I had so much pains in my bodies from my ankles to my knees, to my hips, to my back. I couldn't even open my hands all the way. And it's just from like, I was going hard too, like not just in BMX, but just in my life and partying and you yeah. know, like in all this stuff, like yeah. I was going so fast and so hard in my life. And like the more pain I felt physically, mentally, emotionally, you know, the faster I went, you know, cause I noticed when I started slowing down, I started feeling that pain mm -hmm. if it was mentally or physically or whatever mm -hmm. it was. So I would just try to go as fast as do as much as I can. And then it was just causing um, more chipping of my body of, yeah. uh, 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 of my mind. And then, yeah. and then it took to the point where everything literally broke. I broke my leg, you know, my whole knee exploded. My femur cracked, like dude, my collarbone broke. Like was the femur crack? Was that in a, a bike race or a bike accident? So, <clears throat> um, not necessarily, but it was in training, like in Were practice. Fuck, okay. So, okay. Like, so it was on a bike. Yeah. Though. Yeah. So, um, so let me get this straight to make sure I don't femur. That's fucking gnarly. Yeah, breaking your yeah, femur. Dude. So like, so I built up all these um, bad movement patterns, right? Yeah. So I had all these awful imbalances, like where I was walking like shit. I was moving like shit, and then it hurt so bad to use my body when I wasn't training. I was just sitting on the couch, and mm -hmm. and then it was just getting worse. And then once I started realizing like <clears throat> all my shit was out of balance, I started working on rebalancing it. And then when I was working on rebalancing it, you know, like starting doing yoga and starting doing movement therapy to mm -hmm. help rebalance my body. Um, and I started, but I never took a break, you know, like I never took a break from the training. I never took a break from the riding. I, you know, I just started to rebalance something, but when something is out of whack or twist and turned mm -hmm. and then you align it re back, but the old grooves are still there. It's going to cause something to crack. You know, it's going to cause something because if something was moving like off balance. Are you talking about like bones right there? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so or really anything. A joint? Yeah. Because you know, okay. one thing always works the way everything works. Everything's, right? yeah. Right, right, So right. like, so it, if your knee is supposed to work in alignment like this, yeah. you know, and perfectly. And then if you have imbalances, it's slightly turned or just going off that track a little bit. Right. It's going to cause potholes. It's going to cause chipping away and okay. all this shit to, to chip like any machine. And then when I slowly started working at realigning that, uh -huh. the grooves were different. So right. then it caused it to crack. It caused it to explode because I just kept oh, riding. Fuck. I kept training. I kept... And then... And so then, it was like a stress crack almost. Yeah. So wow. then literally I'm riding a practice, you know, my knee's starting to feel funny, but I didn't want to stop, you know, yeah. like, like anything when I was feeling this pain, I was Mr. Tough guy. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I wouldn't admit I felt any pain cause I'm tougher than that. Or yeah. I thought, and then I just kept riding and then all of a sudden, then all of a sudden it just like exploded. And, and, and dude, what was crazy was when it exploded, like all of a sudden it hurt so bad to walk just to put my foot on the ground. I was in so much pain and I didn't know like what was going on. You know, I was like, Oh, this is going to buff out, you know, but yeah, yeah, two, yeah. Three, two, three days, two, three days later, it didn't buff out. Um, and it was getting worse and worse. Like I literally couldn't put my foot down, you know, without fuck. like just excruciating pain in, in, in my knee. And I'm thinking like, what the fuck, you know? Yeah. And then hurricane Irma came 
You remember the big hurricane? Oh, yeah, Irma? I fucking remember that shit. Yeah, yeah so gnarly. Hurricane Irma came, and we lost power for like two weeks. Mm-hmm. And then, that sucked. And that's when I fasted. That's when I did that eight-day fast. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Um, so why, Now, why? I don't want to. I don't want. I don't want to jump ahead. I don't want to jump ahead. But I want to get into fasting. We don't have to get into it right now because this is obviously happening way before Irma. Dude, dude, the knee stuff, the thing with your femur. Well, dude, my femur broke like a week before Irma. Oh shit! Okay. Yeah, yeah. So like, so why I was riding and training, like pushing through all this pain that I was dealing with, like, like uh, my knee exploded, and then Irma came. Okay. Right, and then Irma was a big hurricane that hit florida and we lost power for two weeks and then it's weird i kept hearing about these small things of like how fasting helps heal your body right you know right, right. like and then i was hearing that it just helps like rebuild your cells you know yeah and, and, where'd you hear it from like dude i'm just around it all you know yeah what I mean? yeah, yeah. You know, like i'm around health people all the time but yeah like I originally, like, who was telling me the most about it was actually my old racing buddy, Mike Caldwell. He used to live with me. Okay. You know, and, like, dude, he tore apart his body where his whole, like, adrenal fatigue got so gnarly, like, his whole body shut down. So he had to rebuild his whole entire body. And, like, he was telling me how fasting is literally, like, the best thing you can do. Yeah. But then I just could never have time to fast because I was too busy training so hard, Mm. you know, and, like, you know, dude, it's hard to train if you're, you know, like, you can't train if you have an empty stomach like that. Um, like not over days and days. Right. So then, dude, hurricane, I had no power. The only thing open was McDonald's. Yeah. I couldn't ride. I couldn't train because right. I can't freaking walk. Yeah. And then, oh, and I couldn't get a doctor's appointment because everybody was out of power. Right. So I was just like, all right. What a weird time that yeah. was, dude, with Irma. The yeah. whole town was like a fucking ghost town. It was weird, right? It, it was crazy. It was like eerie. Yeah, dude. And I'm just sitting in my backyard like, dude full hunger mode like dude reaching different levels so at what point did you decide to fucking fast like before the hurricane got here or after you lost power dude the hurricane got there and then we all lost power and the only like dude everything just set up perfectly to where like the only thing that i could have eaten was mcdonald's okay you know what i mean so you're like fuck it yeah so then like i I was like dude my knees fucked up the only thing to eat is mcdonald's i can't get a doctor's appointment like i'm just gonna try 24 hours Right. Mm -hmm. And then the goal is to do 24 hours. And after I hit 24 hours, I woke up the next day and I'm like, shoot, I think I can go two days. And then during the two days, my buddy Mike Caldwell was telling me, well, shoot, you know, if you hit three days, your body has already rebuilt its whole entire immune system. Right. And I was like, I'll make three days. Hell yeah. Right. So then you went for it. Yes. So then I made three days and then he's telling me, you know, after three days, when your body rebuilds its whole immune system, then that's when it really uses all of its resources on rebuilding all of your cells mm-hmm. and rebuilding your cartilage and just rebuilding, regenerating your whole body. Yeah, it's like being born again, right? Yeah, so 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 then I went and I just kept fasting and, and then I couldn't get a doctor's appointment either. So then, and, and then he was telling me after like six, seven days, like, dude, it starts getting like spiritual, like this different level of perception, this different level of uh, understanding. And like what it's from is like, your body or most of us, our bodies and our stomachs are always working on digesting because we're eating all day. Right. You know what I mean? Other than the first hour or so that you're awake, your body is using most of its resources on digesting food. Right. So it's truly amazing what your body can accomplish when it's not working on digesting food. Like right. all of our organisms and all of our biology and our chemistry and our physiology wants to fight for health. So when when it's not being preoccupied by all this 
bullshit that it has to digest, it instantly goes into just start healing and rebuilding mm-hmm. and cleaning. And we have all this, all these toxins that are in our body. Yeah. Every time that we eat a bad food or breathe shitty air or breathe in exhaust fumes or even have a bad emotion, you know, if somebody cuts you off on the side of the road and you think, oh, fuck that guy, that just produces toxic chemicals mm-hmm. that are released inside your body. Right. And we're 75% water and that's where they all sit. You know, and like all of our, these emotions sit in our body as like toxic, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. So, um, just for our body to start cleaning that out, dude, you feel it, you smell it, you taste it, Mm -hmm. you taste all these toxins just releasing your body. Like you smell bad, like you taste it. Like, like after three days, like, you know, going to the bathroom is a lot different too. Like it just gets empty and like you're seeing this, all the, this nasty stuff that's in there. Did you have the mucoid plaque come out dude like it's hard to tell the shit you know that I mean? lines. Like, you know there's the yeah, stuff that lines yeah. inside of your guts yeah, but it's like it's like old sewage like old plumbing it looked like it yeah but yeah. like i mean i didn't like you know analyze it you know, how like, many how spoon. many days did you do eight days holy dude, shit dude i did eight days and and this is what's crazy um you know and this is not yeah. like scientific fact but they say that like about a one-day fast will clean out about a whole year's worth of toxins Okay. Wow. So like if you don't eat for 24 hours, your body cleans out about all the bullshit that you've given it for Hmm. the past year. Yeah. Like I'm not sure if that's science, you know, but that's just what I've heard. Right. Mm. And then they say, so if you went through some big like trauma, especially big emotional trauma that might've caused a lot of toxins, Mm -hmm. you almost regrow through that while you release that. So for example, if your mom died like four years ago Mm. on that fourth day, you start having those emotions come up. You know, and you're releasing those emotions. You're learning from those emotions. Like a crazy thing is going on there. And like, it's really hard to explain unless you experience it. But what's crazy is after eight days, I weighed the exact same weight as I weighed eight years prior. And something like all of me running away from home and all that craziness that happened when I was like 15 years old was about seven years prior. And I refelt all that going on. And then afterwards, I never felt so like clean, so pure, like my, my understanding, my, you know, my paradigm just felt almost better than it ever was. But when I first broke my fast, I honestly was thinking, what the fuck, where are my superpowers? You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause I heard about all this crazy, like suit, like, dude, I just fasted for eight days. Why don't I feel like Jesus? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, did you, I mean, did you have any kind of like peak state that you were in during the fast? Dude, was I mean, there any point where you felt like did feel like Jesus or felt like you could fucking do anything or felt great? Um, anything it, notable or you never quite really feel great. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. But you're diving into such a deep depth of yourself. You're learning what the fuck you went through, you know, like fasting is, you'll learn so much you learn more from an empty stomach than almost any other thing on this planet yeah food is is the the number one drug that we're addicted to dude so, it's worse so right. than detoxing off of probably any drug is dude, food is probably the hardest thing you're so right and you know and when you can withstand from food you gain this inner sense of power this inner sense of strength that you take in all different areas of mm-hmm. your life when i was younger i grew up so poor so hungry to where like food was something that when you have you had to get as much as you possibly could the second you got it and i had this really bad relationship with food every time i was hungry i remember growing up poor and i got upset you know what i mean and then it built all these more toxins Mm -hmm. you know that's within my body but then as but then as you work through this and you start fasting like your perception of food changes like you learn that okay like 
I went eight days without eating. I've only, you know, if it's lunchtime and my body's feeling hungry, my relationship is not like, oh my God, I have to eat right now and get as much food as I can, but right. I'm more in control over those urges 100%. And then now it's like, if there's bad food and I want it, I choose to, you know, instead of like having no control to where I need that mm -hmm. bad food. And that is one of the biggest strengths that helps you with all different areas of life. It yes. Food, sex, drugs. Yeah. Anything. You learn a lot about discipline when you try to fast yeah. for that long, especially. And, um, you know, it's weird. It's like the way I felt, I did a five day fast about a year ago. And on the fourth or fifth day, I was playing basketball with my buddies. And like, normally if I play basketball, it's high intensity. You're yeah, running around full court. And usually after like one game on the second game, I start to feel like that size stitch where I got to take a break or I'm winded. I got to take a break. I got to breathe. I got to drink water. I swear we played probably four games back to back and I felt no fatigue. It was weird, dude. I'm yeah, doing like high sweet. intensity cardio yeah. running and you're yeah. probably not supposed to do that. It's probably not smart to do yeah. while you're fasting. Dude, that's right. But like I had no fatigue. I didn't get that stuff, that side cramp I normally yeah. get. And then I went to the gym and I can normally do, I'm like, I'm a pussy. I can do maybe eight pull-ups on normally, like just on per one set of eight. Yeah. I could do like 20, dude. No dude, lie. It was so yeah. weird. I could not explain it how on a fast I could have so much more endurance. Yeah. Um, but then I saw, I read, I listened to a podcast, uh, a Tim Ferriss podcast where he interviewed, I forget the guy's name, Dr. Dominic something, South Florida doctor who studies fat, like really studies nutrition and fasting. And he talks about like the ketones in your yep. blood mm -hmm. and how, um, like our ancestors, when we were hunt, when we used to hunt food, old human monkeys, yeah. That we would have to go, you know, seven to ten days before we would eat. And, we would and that's eat. when our mind and body has to be working at its best, right? Because we have to find food, right? And at the seventh yeah. day, tenth day, you haven't eaten. Yeah. How are you gonna? How are you gonna stalk down your prey? Exactly. How are you gonna chase down whatever the fuck it is you're trying to eat? And you have to have energy. Yeah. So those ketones that go that are in your blood after you haven't eaten for so long, the way it breaks down, I don't know the, I can't remember exactly the science of it, but the ketones in your blood basically give you a longer sustained amount of endurance. Yeah. It's a different type of energy. It's a different type and of energy and it lasts good. longer. Yeah. It's crazy, yeah, dude. Exactly. It's fucking gnarly. You know, and I think like we don't activate that or get into that much because of our modern day lifestyles. Oh, for sure. Food is always being available. For we, sure. Like we lose so much of our inner powers and inner abilities and strengths because we kind of donated away to these modern technologies. Yeah. You know, yeah. Just building sure. disciplines. Like, that fast was definitely by far one of the best things I did in my life, you know, cause I needed to get all that toxic emotion, that toxic yeah. bullshit out, you know, especially in my early twenties, I was sick in the yeah. head. You yeah. Know what I mean, like there was something wrong with my head. I was mm -hmm. living not the way I should just doing fucked up shit, you know, like living a toxic lifestyle mm -hmm. and then to get all that shit out of me. And, and then almost like, like you, you said, like being reborn, Yeah, you know, to where like, I didn't feel like anything was crazy that first few days, but it all started settling in where I just felt better in my body. I yeah. felt like a better understanding of everything. You know, did you work out or do any kind of exercising when you were fasting? I couldn't because my not leg at was all. broken. Nothing <laughs> like you couldn't do like, like any kind of like pull-ups or push-ups or anything. No, no, do um, okay. no, because I like I, I was actually healing from a broken collarbone too. Oh shit! Yeah, wow, yeah. fuck, dude, you were jacked yeah, up. Oh, dude. <laughs> so like I was fucked up, man. Like I was stuck in my house. I couldn't raise my arm above my head. I couldn't walk. Like, God. dude, I couldn't do it. And it was the only, and it was the best thing that could happen to me because it was the only thing that had me slow down. 
you know, like it was the only thing that slowed me down that had mm-hmm. me stop to, to start processing all this shit that was going on, mm-hmm. you, you know, to get myself outside of myself and to start, you know, seeing what is going on because I was going so fast, you know, like the dust would never settle. So I could never see what exactly where I was and what was going on. And then when I slowed down and stopped, everything became real and mm. started speaking to me and then i had to stop and listen and then that's when i started meditating and breathing really <sighs> everything changed that's when you found out about wim hof dude yeah like everything changed like i, I actually i saw you into switzerland and did and yeah got in some cold water yeah, yeah so so that was pretty sweet too but like so that summer um was yeah i think it was summer 2017 when i started doing like when i did the fast when i did the wim hof and like so i broke my collarbone i was healing from the broken collarbone um and i got cleared to start riding three Mm -hmm. days into it like oh and during that time that i was healing from my broken collarbone that's when i did a lot of the realignment therapy with my body and then so then three days into um, training, that's when my knee exploded. And then that's when the fast happened. But uh-huh. when I, or, but that summer is when my brother, um, you know, I, I was trying to find other ways to train, uh, other, other ways to better myself yeah. to make myself great, yeah. you know? Um, and I couldn't train myself physically cause my whole body was shutting down. And then right. that's when I, I kept hearing things about meditation, you know, and I was understanding that, well, like if physical exercise is the way to train your body, meditation is the way to train your mind. And I, I never done that before, but I knew I needed it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So then, you know, I, I would meditate here and there and like never c- consistent, but I knew when I did it, it felt good and it was helping for sure. I just could never like build a habit of it. Mm-hmm. And then when my brother told me about Wim Hof, um, I got back from Washington state that summer and I was like, I'm going to do this every single day. And then that week was the week that my leg broke and and I did the fast, but Mm -hmm. I was doing the Wim Hof like every single day. My whole bot, like I was starting to get outside of myself, like get outside of my ego and see myself from outside of myself. Like, look, Mm -hmm. you just lost everything. You put your value into yourself. Where are you at now? Yeah. Like your (laughs) best thinking got you here. You know what I mean? Like you, you don't have nobody around you. You're sitting here miserable. Like you're lost. Like, dude, I, I, were you I was, living by yourself? Were you alone or would you have roommates or I was alone? Um, really? like I have a roommate, but I think he was racing in Europe at, mm-hmm. at the time, um, or something, or like he was out of the country or, you know, or out of the state or something, but, but yeah, it's crazy. And then I started breathing. There's something about that being alone by yourself dude, and is. being miserable. What dude, 100%. Like that's that's when you're going to grow and learn the yeah. most, dude. And that's, dude, that's what happened. Like, dude, I just started blocking everything out and connecting with my breath. And then our, like our breath is our spirit. Like that's our doorway into everything internal. Like every emotional pain, every emotional mm-hmm. joy, every physical pain and physical joy, like, you know, the doorway in to understand that is through our breath. So then when I just started connecting with my breath, I was connecting with myself. Mm-hmm. And then one, I started realizing that I, put all this value in trying to make myself a badass and I'm re- I really ain't shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, after all this, like I realized I ain't shit. Cause like I ain't doing nothing for nobody. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, like what am I contributing? Mm. What value am I bringing? Right. And then when I looked like I, I realized, dude, I've been doing all this for, for what, for nothing. And yeah. then, and then that's when everything changed. You know, I started like starting to put things into other people. And then, you know, the more I started helping out, you know, like the people closest to me, like the better I felt like, 
energy is energy, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. if they say that you become an average of the top five people around you, like if you can just help out you know, the people closest to you, it's yeah. going to make you feel better, you know? And if you want to help out you know, the people closest to you, if you just help yourself and make you better, it's right. going to help an the example. people around you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then when I began breathing, and, and then that's what, for the first time I, I was able to stop and like, understand what was going on like understand this pain understand these emotions understand all this bullshit i went through as a child you know instead of just blocking it out and trying to go so fast so i didn't hear it yeah you know i i began to listen to it and like understand you know the depth of my self and my personality and my purpose and you know and then i started like and the more i became in tune with myself you know the more i started understanding why i'm here you know and what my gifts are and what my talents are and like how i can really use these to contribute to society to the world to the people i care about and that's when i created this whole plan and i've been going at it ever, ever since hard for like two years so what is what do you actually do with breath like what do you do with like what what is your like the Just breath work that breathe, you do man like, yeah, but when you focus on, when you sit and focus on, you obviously meditate while you breathe. Yeah. So how, what's like the actual, it's just like the big, the big in and then like the push out, like the, <gasps> there, there's a million ways to do it, mm -hmm. you know, but the simplest way to do it is to stop, set a timer for five minutes, three mm -hmm. minutes, 10 minutes, whatever you have, and just feel your breath, mm -hmm. start breathing and notice the feeling of your breath going in and notice the feeling of your breath going out and mm -hmm like normally after a few breaths, then your mind will go towards this, you know, or go towards what you got to do later or go towards what happened. Right. Just notice that, let it go and connect back to your breath. That's the mindfulness yeah, of it. Yeah, exactly. And then that act there of just noticing where your mind went and bring it back mm -hmm. to your breath, that's strengthening your awareness, that's mm -hmm. strengthening your self-awareness, that's mm -hmm. strength and knowing where your mind is going. Yeah. And, and that's the practice of being present. Right. You know, and the more present you are in everything, from you're doing from a podcast to making a movie to having sex to a relationship you know, the more present you are the better you're going to be doing mm -hmm. it not so much when sex i figure sex helps me more when i try to get myself out of the moment so that way <laughs> I, I last like an extra 30 seconds oh, okay. i mean let me think about a chair yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's true that's that way true. i go longer than the average uh two minutes yeah <laughs> anyways but um yeah so then the breath so yeah just connect to your breath man yeah like, you know and then you'll start to notice like the way you breathe is the way you live you know yeah. like if you're a shallow liver or if you're a shallow like if you live very shallow you're most likely going to breathe very shallow right you know and like when you just start connecting with your breath with no other distractions you'll start to know where your mind goes mm -hmm. you'll start to know where your mind goes when you're feeling good and when you're feeling mm -hmm. bad and you'll know how to kind of jump into the mechanics like like think of like an airplane, you know, like a pilot, they have all those different buttons and all those different controls to control that airplane. We have that too. We just only know three buttons, but we have hundreds of different right. buttons that Available we don't us. know right. yeah, that we just don't know how to activate because mm -hmm. we've lost through this modern day culture of inside and fake lights yeah. and, you know, nice air conditioning. Like we lose our ability to connect with ourselves and to use our tools that we have and to connect with our breath you start to dive into those you know and start to understand yourself and mm -hmm. the more you can do that the better you're going to feel and the better decisions you're going to make and mm -hmm. then one good habit led to another led to another led to another and then my whole life my whole paradigm my whole perception changed and now like I've never felt better. That's like, awesome. You know what I mean? Like I, I've never felt more confident and faithful and yeah where I'm at right now today. Yeah. Um, 
But for Wim Hof, isn't isn't there a specific technique where you have to almost breathe, where you feel like you're about to pass out, where so, you feel like really lightheaded? Yeah. So, so Wim Hof is great because most of us ain't fucking breathing, yeah. right? We're barely breathing, like we're barely living. You know what I mean? Like we're hanging on. Right. No one. Right. No one's. Most people yeah. haven't ever thought about breathing. Right. No yeah. one's ever thought about it. They just Dude, do it. Four years ago, I never thought about my breath. Right. You know. Same. Yeah. But I never really thought about where my life was going mm-hmm. either. You know what I'm saying? Like and. And, and Wim Hof is getting people to breathe and breathe deep. Mm-hmm. And when you, okay, and all it is is say 30 breaths. 30 breaths are the biggest inhales you possibly can, right? Where 30. You, th- 30 to 50. Okay. okay. Like 30 is just a lot. <laughs> yeah. 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 So like after 10 to 15, your body is not used to that because right. your body's not used to all that oxygen because mm-hmm. we're usually breathing so shallow you know yeah. unless you play sports or do some sort of training you mm. really don't breathe heavy that very often right so then to start breathing in as deep as you can all of your cells all of your systems are being activated they're getting woken up mm-hmm. and they start to speak right and then after 30 of those deep inhales you possibly can and those exhales you just released your body all that toxic carbon dioxide and replaced it with this fresh new blood and or fresh new oxygen, oxygen yeah you know straight into to your blood mm-hmm. and then after 30 of those breaths dude you're lightheaded your hands are feel like shit you're about to pass out (laughs) dude you feel like dude this feels crazy and then one big last breath in and let it all out and then hold and sit there empty yeah i I mean empty lungs right yeah 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 so just on that last exhale just hold and sit there and witness be the observer you know and notice what comes up because your body is going to be speaking to you whatever Mm. it wants to say like our bodies are speaking to us all day, mm. but we don't understand the language. We're only hearing our bodies when it's absolutely screaming at us yeah. and we don't know what it's saying. We're just like, fuck, it hurts, mm-hmm. you know, but our bodies are speaking at us all day. And, and when we stop and just listen and the more we listen, the more we can connect to that and the more we'll be able to understand that language. And then soon as something is off, our body tells us immediately. So then it never mm. gets too far off to where it feels pain. Right. You know, we can go around a lot of the suffering that we go through if we just get really in tune with ourselves and mm. in tune with our breath and understanding like, yeah, just what the fuck's going on. And yeah. that's with your breath. So during that time of that breath hold, dude, you start to learn about yourself, like yeah. what comes up. And then if you're timing those breath holds, like, mm-hmm. and this is what I did was dude, for a year or two straight, I was timing my breath holds and I was journaling and writing all of this down to where mm. like, like I had all these new ideas of this way that I was going to change my life and change my body and change mm-hmm. everything I was doing. But it, it was getting mixed up unless I started documenting it. So mm. I started documenting my breath holds. And then after doing that for a while, you start to really notice when your times were really good. You know, like when you could hold your breath a lot and yeah. when you can't, you know, and there's a few things that I just kept noticing like patterns. Like yeah. when I was focusing on the result or the number, my breath holds were less. But when I was just in the moment, just relaxing and let things be how they are, Mm -hmm. my times were way more, you know, like if I was doing it with other people, the more I tried to compete with the people next to me and try to hold my breath longer, you know, the worse my breaths were. But the more I sat there and thought like, I hope he has a great time, you know, trying to give all the people around me really good energy, the better my times were, you know, and then I started taking this into my daily life and I started realizing, like I started learning so much about how my mind works, how my body works and how 
everything is working just from connecting with my breath because mm. connecting with your breath connects with yourself and you can't understand anyone else until you first understand yourself. So your level of understanding of other people is just the level of understanding of yourself. You know, if you understand yourself on such a shallow level, you won't really be able to understand another human being. Right. You know, so then I just started to understand myself more and then understanding other people more and then understanding how the world works and yeah. it, you know, and I'm still learning every day. Like, you know, I'm yeah. not saying like, yo, I figured all, you know, yeah, like, yeah, for sure. I'm not saying I figured all this shit out, but I'm <laughs> figuring shit out every day from just connecting with my breath and just stopping and being the student of life. You know, like every single day, every experience that happens is an mm -hmm. opportunity to learn, to help you to learn and to grow and evolve to your best self. And you know, the more you, you can do that, the yeah. more you can help out the people you care about. How often, and how long for, how long do you meditate for and how often do you do it? Um, now then, yeah. or like currently, currently? Like right now. So currently I wake up every day and I like to hit a 15 minute timer. Okay. You know, so usually one of the first things I do in the morning is I, I like to get blood and oxygen and blood flow moving throughout my body. Yeah. So I'll do some sort of breathing and some sort of movement therapy. Mm -hmm. So I like to set a timer for 15 minutes. And I say, okay, this is just 15 minutes I'm going to use to connect with my breath mm -hmm. and to be present, you know, and to just connect. Yeah. And I'll usually do about three to four rounds of Wim Hof and then just regular, con you know, noticing my breath until the timer goes off yes yeah. sometimes i'll be doing wim hof breathing until the timer goes off okay sometimes i'll only do two rounds and just sit there and regular meditate till the timer goes off yeah but i just have to give myself that 15 minutes mm -hmm. and then a lot of times i like to do a second session too in mm -hmm. the afternoon or okay at night like if it's with friends yeah so like um a lot of my friends are pro athletes as well okay and i got all of them doing this like, do you really do they do it like yeah, like yeah. they when you do it and you feel it, you get it. Like, dude, you, you your body goes to a whole different place, and like, you know, the longer that you're holding your breath, do the deeper you're able to go into your brainstem. Like, you're able to really activate that fight or flight to where your body can fight off the disease, fight off that inf inflammation. And like, yeah. dude, and the more I started doing this, like the more I started being able to control what was going on, like okay. controlling my moods to my immune system, to my body, to yeah. like, like I, I got to the point where I was doing it so much. I could just lay there and with my mind, I mean, call me crazy, but I can consciously feel my inflammation draining through my body. Wow. You know, just laying down and doing a certain type of breathing and, and putting my mind to it. Mm -hmm. I can feel the inflammation draining through my nasal right into my lymphatic system. And then I could just pop my ears wow. and then drain it back down. And like, I learn all this from my breath. Yeah. Like all the answers that we search for, like we're all looking for something, you know, yeah. like all the answers that we search for are within us. We already know everything. Yeah. We just don't we're just so distracted by all the outside. We don't listen to our bodies that, that we're not listening, you know, but all the answers are within us. We just have to stop and connect. That's why I love fucking talking to people like you, man. Cause so many people are just not worried about that kind of stuff. They're not worried about how to get better or fix themselves or how to eat better or how to, and a side of that is selfish. <sighs> yeah. You know, it's what I, I said. And then a side of that is selfish selfish yeah yeah because if you're not wanting to get the most out of yourself like like how are you contributing right you know what i mean like it doesn't matter what team you're on right if that's your family if that's your co-workers if that your friend right. you know if that's your friends like you know the better you make yourself 
the better you can help and contribute exactly to whatever team you're on right you know so like I believe to not work on bettering yourself every day is selfish, mm-hmm. you know, like for sure. Yeah. And, and you can't really help other people until you can truly help yourself. Yeah. I think too, exactly. once you learn how to truly help exactly. yourself and you, and you really understand, understand yourself, you know, and that was something that I learned through all this. Like I realized b- before all these injuries, I was putting all this in and try to make myself great. Mm. And then I realized, fuck, that was the wrong way to do this. Yeah. You know, then I started realizing that the more, you know, like if I wanted to be loved and valued, I had to bring value. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So then I started realizing that, you know, the more I help other people, then the fucking better I felt. You know what I mean? And yeah. I believe that the most selfish thing that you can do is help out, you know, the people around you for sure. Definitely. Um, I was going somewhere else with that, but. I want to so say the same, rivals. the same thing with eating too. Like what, not only like about breathing, but with eating, what you eat is honest is truly what you are you're you're made up of what you eat bro they're finding so many different connections with your gut from your yeah dude your gut is connected to everything it's like our brain you know i think i don't remember who it was but there's a or it's like another brain i should say yeah no yeah it is they're saying that your gut is definitely like your second brain yeah they asked this guy somewhere in asia who was like the oldest person ever recorded living and I forget fucking how old it was. I think it was, he lived to like 120 maybe. And they asked him like the, his last interview before he died, like, what's your secret? Right. And he goes, uh, take care of your gut the first half of your life so that your gut will take care of you the second half of your life. <laughs> and that's, uh, that hit, that's it. That hit hard because for me, the first half I'm fucking half of my life's almost over. I'm 30 years old and I've never gave it, I never gave a shit about taking care of my, my gut or thought about what I ate. Yeah. You know, Dude, that's what got me into my whole yard project. Like, yeah. It's oh cra- yeah. Your, your fucking crazy. yard is full of what you eat. You eat everything out of your own yard. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so like, dude, so a cra- like what's crazy is they're finding out that like our gut microorganisms and our gut microbiome is so connected to our soil. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, it actually works almost the exact same way. So like we have all these, so for example, a lot of people thought that, okay, if you eat a vegetable, then your body absorbs those nutrients in the vegetables. And that's how we get healthy. And mm-hmm. just like in trees, they thought, okay, the roots of the trees, um, absorb the nutrients in the soil. And that's what makes the tree. It's not the case. It's actually based on like millions on billions and billions of like microorganisms of like fungi, um, of like this microbiome that works as like a network mm-hmm. that that has this perfect relationship that breaks down the food and feeds it to, um, whatever we need it, uh, just like in the soil. And, and I learned so much from just watching my yard grow about how my own gut works and about how everything is aligned with it. And the more that we can eat and align with our gut, the better everything will, will connect. Mm -hmm. So for example, we're eating so much of this industrial food from these industrial monocrops where you have like a a certain vegetable or a certain fruit grown in like tens of acres with just a bunch of that and no ability to connect to other plants or animals because they spray it with a bunch of shit too. Yeah. And that's what's not only with vegetables, obviously like factory farming with meat, that that's even worse, but the vegetables the same way. It's terrible, dude. dude. and this shit wasn't around in the 70s. No. I don't think. I don't think it was as nearly as bad as it is now. I think it started, I don't know, maybe like the 40s or 50s when they started like industrial farming. Mm-hmm. But that's pretty much when everything started going to shit. Like, dude, cancer went up. Like, Asperger's. Like, yeah. Dementia. Dude, all that stuff started going up because all this toxic 
pretty much the way that we're growing food. You know, the way that we're growing our food is killing us and our planet. Yeah. Like 100%. And, and when I started to wanting to heal my body, I started to just start researching, like, what is the best nutrients I can have? You know, like, how am I supposed to eat to heal my body? And it just kept coming down to, of course, like, you know, the most organic and the more naturally it's grown, like eating from the earth, you know, like, so are you, are you, vegetarian vegan nah, I eat meat. you eat meat okay yeah yeah, yeah I okay love meat. Oh, dude I, I love a nice what's your vibe what's your diet like like what what is your diet consider? like what's the balance um so the balance is i like to break my fast every day with a super smoothie um, okay and that is pretty much where i just take a blender and i blend up as much of the n- most nutrient dense foods i can find okay if, if that's a, from my yard from the grocery store whatever's in season you know dude and that gets my gut happy dude mm-hmm. that helps all the all the bad shit that I'm going to do. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. like I'm a strong a believer is I don't want to fight all the bad shit. You know what I mean? Cause that becomes a hard battle to battle against it, of this temptation of, Oh, I can't ever have chocolate again. Right. Right. I fucking love chocolate. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but what I'm going to focus on is just doing the good. So uh, just to start my day with as much nourishment as possible. Cause most of us are overfed and malnourished. So let's, you know, instead of fighting all the good foods that are all around us, let's start with just nourishing ourselves. So that's what I like to do is, um, I source the best fruits and vegetables I can find. Um, that's halfway convenient and I blend it up and I'll break my fast with that. And then it depends on my day or like how I'm training, but, um, usually like sweet potatoes, a bunch of vegetables, you know, as like, I, I really try to eat as much vegetables as i possibly can right um and and then i'll take my carbohydrates like sweet potatoes or or fruits um based on how much energy i'm going to be giving out Um, yeah it's different for when you're doing high intensity shit like bmx yeah exactly but pretty much dude like the main thing (laughs) with my diet is i like to have that super smoothie to make sure that i'm just properly nourished okay and and then it's just all vegetables in that smoothie it's just um, like a lot of fruits and vegetables fruits and vegetables like spinach kale blueberries yeah bananas avocados carrots um, dude, I got moringa, a katook that's from my yard. Like, dude, you were saying I, you were saying something that you had like some ice cream flavored bananas dude, or I some shit. Ice cream flavored bananas. How the house. hell did you get that? Um, just like I've never like, even heard of that. So just how there's like a hundred different varieties of apples. You know, there's like Granny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, there's hundreds of different varieties of oranges. There's hundreds of different of mangoes, right. bananas. Okay. Dude, there's hundreds of different different strains of weed. Just like there's yeah, hundreds okay. of d- different strains of yeah. every plant on this earth. Dude, I need you know some fucking saying? ice cream flavored bananas Dude, ASAP. I got yo, I got bananas that taste like apples. And, and and the most beautiful thing about bananas is so you have one banana plant, right? Yeah. You plant the one banana plant. If it's happy, nine months it's gonna give you a rack of some fruits. Yeah. And four other banana plants. Really? Yeah. So you cut down the one that just gave you a rack. Now you got four other banana plants to put over your yard to give to a friend to sell, yeah. whatever. So, dude, I started with like three or, or four different banana plants that were four different varieties. Now I got just a whole border of b- 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 whole border of bananas where it's like constantly have That's one eating, sick, constantly dude. one fruiting. Constantly, <laughs> oh my you know god! I, mean? I always have bananas. <laughs> Did you have you ever made like any kind of video on like how you made your your garden that you have where you grow everything, dude? Um, cause I want to so, learn how to, I want to yeah. do that. I need to figure that out. It's, dude. So the main thing is soil, like, just the soil, dude. Like 
everything can like dude we live in st pete florida like yeah. it's beautiful weather year round like yep. everything wants to grow the hardest part about growing here is just the soil so if you build the soil everything dude all you gotta do is just plant whatever you want it to grow really and building the soil is so easy it's free and easy mm -hmm. all you got to do is call your local tree companies and ask for them to drop off their wood chips their mulch and that's what breaks down into the best soil the best dirt so just the mulch yeah yeah just okay so for example if you go into these forests yeah right every fall every autumn what happens all the sticks and the leaves they fall yeah right and then that's what makes that hummus that um that microbiome that fungus on, right like, underneath that's what breaks down into the soil okay so when you go to like you know the northwest like washington state you know that has like the biggest trees and the biggest forest and if you go and they have this most beautiful soil and it's just from years of like, dude, it takes like a hundred years for a forest to build like an inch of really good topsoil. Mm -hmm. And all that is, is from the sticks and leaves falling. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. You know, and of course, like there's the nutrients from the animals dying on it. Right. Or, yeah, for you, sure. You know, like the animals like pissing on it or whatever, but the bulk of it is what breaks down from the trees. Right. And if you call a local tree company who are like trimming up the oak trees so the oak trees are a pioneer species they've mm -hmm. been dialing in this climate this soil everything in this environment for hundreds of years mm -hmm. or for however long florida's been around yeah right so then when you break down that tree and cut it into wood chips that's what breaks down into that perfect soil that's going to perfectly help your plants in this climate in this environment okay and that's what's going to align that kind of like your gut, that gut microbiome with everything that's going to help feed all your plants and give it that internet system where it can communicate with. So you don't actually use dirt, you just put the wood chips down and then how long does that take to turn into soil? Wood chips break down into dirt. How long does that take? In Florida, once like two months of summer. Really? Yeah. All right, all right, dude, so we laid like three, four feet of mulch. Okay. Right? You know, and then it broke down into like seven inches of soil. Damn. You know what I'm saying? And like, bro, we're constantly adding more mulch because it's yeah. just like mulch is the nourishment. Mulch is the energy, you know? So yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, mulch is one, it's the carbon too, Yeah. you sure. know? So <laughs> when you're putting that into the soil and that process of it breaking down mm -hmm. is what is the process that feeds all your plants. Okay. Um, and that's the soil. And yo, our guts work the same. Yeah. Yeah. Like for sure. hundred percent. And that's, what's crazy. Like, and then when we're eating the, the, the foods from like, you know, the soil that is around us, mm -hmm. that's when our guts can align with our environment. We're not going to be struggling with right. allergies. We don't get sick because when the weather changes, our gut changes, mm -hmm. you know, and when our gut change, like everything changes. So we're aligned with our environment. So every time the weather changes, it's not going to get us sick. Right. For sure. Um, yeah, and dude, and it's crazy. It sounds crazy, but just putting your bare feet or bare skin on that soil is what's going to help strengthen your immune system because, like, dude, we're all electric. Like, all those neurons are rebalancing itself to, like, connect with, you know, the microbiology mm -hmm. in you, mm -hmm. in your gut, is connecting with the microbiology in your soil. Right. And that's so important to just aligning ourselves with the earth. And the more we're aligned w with the earth, the healthier and happier we're going to be. And do you, so do you intermittent fast or no? Yeah. I, I, I mean, all, every day, dude, like all the intermittent fasting is, is going what? 12 like hours without eating 13, 12, yeah, 13, yeah, 14 like, hours, something like that. Yeah. I do that all the time, you know? Okay. Like, but dude, if I wake up, I mean, do you eat the smoothie for breakfast or do you wait? Do you skip that and wait till like the afternoon? 
Like, do you do it like at first thing in the morning? So I'm not like super regimented of like, okay, I got to have this at 930. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, bro, okay. it, if I wake up on a Tuesday and I got a big gym session that day yeah. and I want pancakes in the morning, I'm yeah. going to hit some pancakes. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. Know? And my roommate makes some bomb pancakes with the bananas that grow in my Oh, yard. shit. Oh, That's so good. <laughs> like, but, but then again, like. If I wake up and I got a bunch of stuff to do and I just start doing it and I, you know, and that's when my mind feels like it's going to be working its best too is on an empty stomach. For sure. You know, I feel way sharper when well, I haven't eaten. But then most people aren't like that because their body just isn't used to it. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So most people right away, oh, I can't do anything when I'm hungry. That's what they think. How hungry I am. Right. But that's because that's because their body just isn't used to being hungry. Okay. You know, and their right. relationship with being hungry is a bad relationship. It's a negative, it's yeah, a negative yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. yeah. <clears throat> now, every, every time I'm hungry, I'm thinking about how my body's just healing itself. Mm-hmm. You know, it feels good. My right. mind's working. Like, I feel great. So, yeah, like, sometimes I wait till 11 to have the smoothie, sometimes 12, mm-hmm. so, sometimes 1. I go by my schedule and how I'm feeling that day. Okay. You know, like, everything's always changing, so it's hard to have a super strict routine and everything. Right. And that's one thing that I learned from you learn from nature and like watching my yard grow into its own, like living ecosystem is like Mm. everything on this planet is constantly changing and constantly creating, you know, it's creating new leaves, creating new feathers, creating new sticks, creating new something. Mm -hmm. So when we create, we're aligning ourselves with nature and everything is constantly changing. Like if I go out in my backyard today, it's going to be different than going to my backyard tomorrow. There's going to be different flowers, different butterflies, different leaves, you know, they sit differently. They have their own, dude, they're alive. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Saying so then, you know, is the only thing that quits growing and quits creating is something that's dying, you know? So I always thought about, I've always wanted to do that. First of all, I've always wanted to grow my own shit, but it's way I, easier I, than you think. I always think about it. It's like, it takes so much upkeep and so much work. Dude, that's how I would do it. If you do it the way, like they teach you like, okay, you're going to build a raised garden. You're going to plant your seeds in the spring and yeah. harvest them in the fall. Yeah. It is a lot of work. Yeah. It is a lot of work, but, but I'm not doing that. Well, how, how do you, up- how do you, what's your upkeep? Like who upkeeps the forest? Nobody, right? Nobody, why? <laughs> the animals. Not, not, not even. I mean, yeah, they're you know, shit. Like, well, they just because <laughs> everything's in balance. Okay, right? so all the trees, it's just balance. It's in alignment. So when you have a, a diverse of plants, um, they take care of some. So, for example, if you're starting a company, right? yeah, and if you're wanting to start this big, huge company, you have to resource other things to other people because you only have certain amount of strengths. You have to hire right. people who have strengths that are your weaknesses. Of course. And then in a company, when you have the diverse of talents and diverse of skills, that's what mm-hmm. creates a truly successful company. Mm-hmm. Of course, is the same way. Okay. So, so the more you have a diverse of plants. So for example, what we usually do is we have this monocrop. So we have tens of acres of monocrop. A monocrop is how we grow all of our food. Okay. So we have like acres on acres on acres of the same food. Okay. Right. And it brings in balance. It kills our soil. It brings right. in balance. And and that brings the pests because mm. the pest knows whoever pest likes that certain food is going to all be attracted to that. And then you got to spray chemicals to get rid of yeah. the pest. And then the soil's getting shitty. So you got to spray fertilizer to get the plants right. to grow. But when you grow like the forest, it doesn't really do that because. There's a variety. Yeah, because there's such a variety, right? So if a pest comes in, the other plant brings a pest that eats that pest. Mm. So nothing goes crazy. And okay. then if something else needs a nutrient or if something's low on nutrient, it has that 
that fungus network under the internet that communicates and that transfers these nutrients. Yeah. And, and like it all works together. Okay. And, and one is I'm planting plants that, that are perennials. So an annual is like something that you plant in the spring and then harvest in the fall. A perennial is like an apple tree, an orange tree. You plant it once and it lives a whole lifetime. It grows for 30 years, 50 years, 100 okay. years, whatever. You know, like there's some plants that may only live four or five years. So most of your plants are perennials? Yeah, pretty much all of them. So, wow. So what I did is I just focused on the soil. I laid the mulch okay. and then every time I have spare like fruits or vegetable scraps, I add that in to the soil to compost it. Really? Oh, you, shit. You just throw them in there. Yeah. Dude, e- everything that's like biomass like every stick every leaf every eggshell every like bro that's all something that feeds the earth's soil yeah like like, no it makes sense like every scrap of leaf or broccoli that all breaks down into nutrients for the soil that feeds our planet Mm. and we are extracting all this energy all these nutrients into this low quality food and that's why like yeah we're, we're we're sick the planet's sick but when you have really rich soil then the food that's growing is rich with nutrients and then when you consume that then you're rich with life right you know dude like, what was i listening to yesterday I, I was listening to something the other day they were talking about how um they killed they hunted this bear this black bear that all it was, all it ate was blackberries. Some uh, some bear that yeah. all it ate was fucking bl- was uh, blackberries or blueberries. Some some dark berry, and when they cut it open, they filleted it open, and they cut its meat. It was just this dark stained purple, <laughs> and they were thinking it was <laughs> because crazy. of the fucking berries it ate. Yeah. All the thing it ate was berries. Huh. That's crazy. And it was, uh, they were trying to correlate it back to like what you you are, what you eat. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. It was just super for interesting sure. for sure. But they're finding like, dude, all of our health is based on our gut flora. You know what I mean? Flora? So like, so when you think of your gut, all uh-huh. those organisms, like you want to think of like a beautiful forest or a beautiful yeah, yeah. park w- with all of the diversity, mm-hmm. right? The diversity of the plants, the diversity of the animals, you know, like you have a beautiful lake, you have the fish in the lake, you have the squirrels, you got the birds, you have the big plants, you got the bushes, you have the vines, you have the beautiful life. Mm-hmm. And that, and that diversity is what's going to bring that balance, that strength of like why, um, just like our stomach, like why I won't need a doctor to maintain my health. It's just like, I won't need to tend to my garden. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's the same thing. Like it's in balance. So everything does pretty good at taking care of itself. And then if something like, if some problem does show up, you stop, you observe, Mm -hmm. you learn from it and you evolve and you keep going. That's strong. I need to, uh, get my fucking garden going ASAP. Dude, it's so easy. The first thing you do, call a tree company, ask them, can you dump off a load of mulch? Cause that's the best thing that you could do is start building your soil. Okay. And then second step, you know, the flea market on park. Yeah. They sell so many awesome trees, dude. Awesome really? plants. Okay. Awesome b- b- bushes. Hell yeah. You'll have all these Thai p- people showing you fruits. You never even That's heard sick. of, dude. Dude, we got jackfruit. You ever heard of jackfruit? Yeah, I have heard of jackfruit. Dude, They're the fucking pointy ones, right? Dude, the spikes bigger, on them. It's bigger than a basketball, right? It, dude, it's the biggest like tree born tree born fruit on the planet. It's I had no bigger, fucking dude, idea like, it was that dude, big. They get like 50, 60, 70, sometimes 80 pounds. What? Right? And they taste like juicy fruit. They say it's what the guy, like how he got the flavor of juicy fruit is from a jackfruit. Really? Yeah. But dude, they're using it to like help world hunger 
because it's dude it's so much food and you can because like, it'll feed so many one fucking fruit will crazy, feed a ton of people right crazy crazy and that's wild and bro if you shred it up cook it and put some barbecue sauce on it, it tastes just like a what? Vegan pulled pork, you dude. fucking crazy motherfucker uh, no, no no that's no. insane I, dude i've never dude i i'm not a cook oh, okay know? so yeah. i've never specifically done it okay but, that's what they tell you dude like they use it for like a meat substitute all the time do you have a jackfruit i got, I got two jackfruit do you yeah wow but it has they haven't started fruiting yet i think okay. my one jackfruit will start fruiting next year and that's something that like what makes people a little bit resistance to do it is because this type of patience thinking you know is like an investment mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like you lay all this mulch and you plant all these plants for fruits that are going to bear maybe in two years it's maybe not, three that years. doesn't fit in with our culture bro yeah we yeah. want it now man i want the insta i want instagram i want to swipe and get it now yeah yeah but then but i think eventually when people keep learning of you know a better way to grow our food eventually it's going to be that way to where mm-hmm. you can just okay i want an apple and you swipe it and then this fresh grown apple is going to be right at your door right I but mean, is it really going to be a fresh grown apple it's going to be fucked up modified in some kind of way i mean i think people not. have to i think people have to change though yeah. i think i think culture's gotten to a point where it's just it's gotta the pendulum's gotta swing people gotta learn to be like people gotta learn to be patient yeah they gotta learn that mindset of investing for long-term returns, yeah. you know, long, whether it be with finance or your body, whatever it is, it's a whole different way of thinking. Dude, you're so right. And like, I mean, and the only way to start that is with us, you know what yeah. I mean? Like we have to lead by that example. Yeah. We have to do the best we can. Mm-hmm. So then other people will, you know, hopefully see that and catch on to that. And there's always going to be people who don't give a fuck. And yeah. those are the people <laughs> who are just going to most likely be consuming you know, like they are the consumers. You yeah, know, they're just consuming things all day without much producing. And there, and there's so many people that are just fucking blind to it, and they, they don't even take the second to even stop and think. They're just it's that guy, it's that fucking person speeding down the road trying to get to the grocery store on time. That's fucking you know flipping you the bird, going through the light because they're pissed off at themselves. Yeah. They hate their lives. Yeah, I've been that guy. Yeah, right. So have I. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just fucking angry at everybody. Yeah. You fucking didn't stop at the stop sign. Yeah. I'm pissed off. And they're feeling their own suffering. Of course, they you know are. but saying? they don't like, even they don't get it though. They just yeah. want to blame it on everybody else. You always get like what you made. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. like you, you you get what you put in. If you no. put out a bunch of bad energy, you're gonna feel like shit. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's something i had to learn i guess the hard way let's talk about the stem cell shit dude how did yeah. you get so stem cells healed your knees basically okay so or how did you first explain it tell the story of how you first got into stem right. cell so the knee exploded yeah right the knee exploded that was in the summertime i started doing the breathing i started changing mm-hmm. my life i started reading like bro i, I never read books before because i couldn't sit down long enough to fucking read a book dude i started reading non dude my whole life changed you gotta have a body harder than a shield and a mind sharper <laughs> than a blade yeah, that's right, that's right. <laughs> so i began sharpening my saw there you, you go know what i mean like mentally physically emotionally and then uh and the fucking knee dude for the last six months of it dude i didn't realize how broken the leg was but they were just giving me cortisone shots and i was actually finishing the season and like dude i was riding with this broken femur and so much pain just causing so much more damage to my whole entire body yeah um but i was breathing through all this like learning about dude i was learning so much through all of this like just and then um, they finally went in and said, look, we got to fix this thing. So they did this microfracture surgery, which I kind of regret doing at this micro point. Microfracture surgery? So essentially they took a drill and they exploded the rest of my knee. 
and, and broke everything to pieces in hopes that it's going to regrow back. And then same thing like me, um, I was supposed to like stay off it for like six months. I started racing and training in like three and I went to this race in Paris and dude, it was awful, dude. I couldn't even walk through the airport without pain where I was just like, dude, the, the, this pain was not going away, but I also wasn't stopping my training yet. You know, like I started changing everything in my life, but it was one habit after another, you know, I did the mm-hmm. fast, I was doing the breathing. And that's when I started realizing that, hey, I got to stop living for myself and start living for other people. And then when I went to Europe, that's when that's what got me into video of like, look, if like I created this whole plan of like how I'm going to use what I have to keep evolving what I have and to use that to help and to contribute to the world. And one thing I understood was video. So I just like. Dude, I didn't know how to get my computer on the internet. I didn't know how to check my <laughs> fucking emails. I didn't know how to work a camera. But I told myself, dude, I'm going all in on video. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I'm going to learn how to do this and yeah. start making vi- videos. I, I'm going to take everything that I'm doing that's helping me <clears throat> and create it into some content that can help other people. Document it, yeah, right? Exactly. And I'm going to keep pushing myself to keep learning. And the more I learn, the more I can video to help other people. And if I'm running out of material to create then I'm not pushing myself enough right you know so then um but then dude my knee do my like my whole body was starting to feel great but this pain in my knee just wasn't going away you know like it kept telling me look that pain I have more to learn I haven't learned my lesson quite Mm -hmm. yet so then um somebody I knew talked to somebody who did stem cells um my manager brought me in and I met the guy and I said, dude, I got nothing to lose, man. Dude, let's try this stem cell. And then um, I did the stem cells and that's when he gave me like, look, you can't, you can't do nothing, dude. If you really want this to heal, you can't leave your house for like eight, nine months. So where did you end up getting the stem cell therapy? I mean, I I know people. From Dr. Locks right there in Clearwater. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought the last time I talked to somebody who did that, they they were going to Mexico and doing it. Yeah. Yeah. That's. Dude, that, I think that's a whole different, like they're getting, like, I, I know there's different types of stem cells. Okay. Like the stem cell that I used was actually from my own body. Like I'm a young, healthy person. Dude, they t- took it like straight from like my For people who don't know, explain back. what exactly, what is, what is stem cell? Okay. What is a stem cell? So we all have these kind of like stem cells that yeah. are in our body. Those are the guys that are in your body working at healing and rebuilding cells and regenerating shit. Mm-hmm. Right. They're like super construction workers. Right. You know, that always helping to heal your body um and we we have those all throughout our body and we have a lot of it like in our pelvis you know like of course where that energy system is like right into our main part of our whole body and they can harvest them straight from there and they inject it right into the trouble spot and it's like injecting these super construction workers to help rebuild all the shit that's going wow or all the shit that went wrong how do they extract specifically the stem cells a big ass needle in it what bro <laughs> so like the first time like it was all it's like numb. a steroid needle fucking big thick Bigger, fucking bro. really like, like this big <laughs> what dude. yeah like two feet long fuck I mean, that i don't know if it was maybe it was a foot i don't know it looked big I damn dude yeah yeah but like the first time i was numb i didn't feel it but i did two sessions and the second time i don't know if he missed the numbing or he went deeper or like what happened but I mean, I've never been raped, but, the, dude, I felt like, dude. <sighs> no lube. My skin went white. Like, dude, I'm sweating. Like, like, it felt like there was something somewhere it shouldn't be. You know what I'm oh saying? Because, it, dude, it's, like, deep. Like, and yeah. they go in, t- in from, like, your lower back. But they pulled it out, and they put it right in my knee. And I'll, I'll be 100% honest. It did help, but it didn't heal my knee. 
Really? It didn't heal my knee. Because, because, check this out. <clears throat> if you have any problem, right? And if you have that problem of whatever caused that problem, but if you just go to a doctor and they give you this pill or this surgery or whatever that's going to help with that problem, if you don't fix or understand what originally caused that problem to begin with, that problem is just going to come back in two to three years in however way. Right, there's no just like miracle yeah. that's going to happen. So for example, yeah. if I had these joint pains in my body, all right, so say if you go to get stem cells because you have a bad shoulder or if you have a bad knee, mm -hmm. right? Those stem cells will I inject these super construction workers in your body to help rebuild your shit, right? But if you keep using your shoulder or your knee in the exact same way, a long-term, the exact right. same Nothing, shit's going to happen. You're gonna, it's going to happen over <laughs> yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so this pain in your body is meant to be learned from. That's your body trying to speak to you. That's your body screaming. So stop and try to listen to what it's trying to say. Mm -hmm. and, and, and that's what I did because, dude, I was stuck in my house for almost a year. Where like I dude I what like he put me on a step counter right <clears throat> I had four thousand steps a day it was pretty much just enough to wake up piss shit feed myself walk in the backyard breathe and meditate and four thousand steps yeah if like it if I went to the grocery store and got food I would go over my steps and I would be in a lot of pain damn so dude, dude I was stuck in my house for like almost a year bro of just like just breathing watching my yard grow you know because everything was already planted just breathing in my yard watching it grow reading book after book after mm -hmm. book and then i got this sketchbook and i started creating this plan of like oh when i can walk again you know because there was a time where these doctors were telling me i was never going to be able to like walk or run or jump again without pain you know so i started just creating this whole plan of like you know hey this is my second chance dude of like this realizing it's not all about me but what can i use what i have to help other people yeah and then so i i started changing everything from the way i thought from the way i moved and changing the way i moved and changing the way i thought is really what did it so they injected these stem cells into your knee mm -hmm. and what was the pro like what did you have to do after that like what well what did the stem cells actually do like how did that help so all right so check this out so for most people they go in they get the stem cells injected in like a week or two they're feeling fucking great right right because uh, they're sitting at their desk all day yeah. you know they're not doing much but I, I i don't want a normal life dude i want to be extraordinary dude like i i wanted to have that extra of like i i plan on going back and racing professionally you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Right. And that was my goal and still is, you know, to race professionally on my bike and then not only be a professional athlete now, but when I'm 50, I want to be climbing fucking mountains, my dude. Hell yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, Who doesn't? Yeah, yeah, I mean, exactly. That's like, your problem. If you're not thinking that way, then. I, I want to be as physically fit as possible, like being able to use my body and use my mind yeah. until the end. And uh, I, I knew if I didn't change everything right then from changing from the way I moved, from the way I thought, then I wasn't going to have that. And then. Uh, I mean, I started meeting with like the smartest physical therapists I could find and like finding like there's these guys from California called move you who are like the smartest people I ever find of just like teaching you how to move and use your body properly. Move you move you. Okay. Like M O V E. Then the letter, the letter U. com. Like okay. dude, they worked with Antonio Brown when he got hurt, but really like, dude, they were doctors like physical therapists, chiropractors, dude, they did everything and they realized, yo, it, it, it's not fucking healing people. It's not working. Like it's just a bullshit trying to sell you this yeah. procedure that it's just going to 
put you in the same place. Yeah. So this program like literally teaches you how to breathe, how to use your shoulder, how to use your body and gives you all these exercises mm -hmm. to realign everything. And like, I tell anyone if they have any back pain or shoulder pain or knee pain to check out these guys. Cause like that, that's interesting. That was stronger than the stem cells. Really? Cause it, Whoa. it changed the way I moved. You know what I mean? Like it taught me to connect with myself and to connect with my movement, to be aware of how I was using my body, of what was bringing me to this pain, of what was causing my shit to break down. And if it's breaking down, it means it's not in alignment. It's mm -hmm. not in balance. Mm -hmm. So that program taught me how to like taught me what muscles were too tight and what muscles were too weak and how to strengthen those muscles and how to move and use my body and how to use my feet. Like I was never connected with my feet or my breath or anything like that. Right. But that's so important. How did you learn the, how did you like digest the program? Did you go to Dude, I California it. or I bought it. is it like something you can download? And, yeah. uh, so like they have like this web, just move you.com. Okay. Um, and they have videos and shit. Dude, it's dude it's like the best program i've ever seen dude really? and they're not paying me in any way like i actually paid them you know what <laughs> yeah I'm right like, right right that says <laughs> like, a lot about them yeah dude f and, and i've i've listened and i've been studying fitness and health my whole life right you know what i'm saying and like i haven't found anything almost as good as these guys you know there's a guy wow. named ito portal like have you ever heard of him no ito portal like he's like the number one dude with movement, you know, okay. like Wim Hof is like the guy with the breath and the ice. And this guy's the guy with the movement. Okay. But like move you, these guys are just teaching you how to fix your shit. Really? You, you know, cause all of us out. are out of a line. We're having these yeah. back pains, these shoulder pains, these neck pains. Cause we're just sitting in cars, sitting with this bad posture. It's showing you that your posture and the way you sit, and the way you use your body and yeah. your daily movement, it's right. not that this certain crash caused that injury. That might have been, you know, the was like the camel that broke the or the straw, straw that broke, broke yeah, the camel's yeah, yeah. back, right? You know, but it, it it's the everyday tiny little movements that chip away at our body. Yeah, for sure. That if we're not using and moving our body properly, then it's chipping instead of rehabilitating. Mm -hmm. You know, but it, it, if we know how to use our body, just like if we know how to use our minds, then every movement that we're doing becomes strengthening mm -hmm. instead of like degenerating. Yeah, you know? I learned that recently, like with my fucking lower back, that I've really like never. You, I don't use my core enough. So I like learned to like, I've been doing like a lot of like different things to strengthen my core. And like, I realized how that fucking changes your lower back. Sure. And dude, that like, with like rolling out the legs and shit. I never like, never thought about that. Dude, I'm still doing this program today. Really? Like, oh dude. Cause I have this time off with my current shoulder injury now. Yeah. Right. You know, I crashed like a month ago. Yeah. Dude, BMX going great. Got my knees healed, you know, jumping to the story. Like that's dude, crazy that you've been doing BMX for so long too. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. And like after the move you and like, dude, after like the physical therapy, like, I mean, it's still do my knee. It's just my one knee. It's still getting stronger every day, but really? dude, it feels fucking amazing. That's awesome, like, dude. Dude. It just, finally i can walk without pain i can jump i can dude and just like the past month or two i've really been able to start running bro i haven't been able to run without pain in years since <laughs> really? i was like 23 bro like and now like I, i'm able to use my body so much more yeah. dude the stem cells helped but the move you is what taught me how okay. to do it you know and now i'm waiting for this surgery to fix my shoulder like mm -hmm. um i'm actually doing more of the program now to get my body ready to go into a surgery. How long do you think you're going to do BMX for? Shit, I'll probably be riding my bike till I can't, till I die, man. Do you think there's any, <laughs> is there like a, is there like a transition after, I mean, obviously, so, so the BMX that we're, we're talking about right now is, 
is when you start on a big hill mm -hmm. and you basically go around like a motocross track, yeah. right? Let's look what you see in like like yeah. dirt bike races, but yeah. it's on a bicycle. Exactly. Have you ever thought about transitioning out of that into a different kind of bike racing? Dude, I'm a BMXer, man. I love that. So you're stuck. You're sticking I, to that. I love riding bikes, dude. And like, I just love riding bikes, man. Okay. For sure. Um, like, like what about like the fucking downhill shit where they're in the, they're in the woods and they're like, I'll do it. Yeah. I'll do have it. you ever tried it? Um, <laughs> I have did a mountain bike race before it. Dude, yeah. it was fun. Like, I love bikes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Dude, I just love being outside, hanging out with my friends, yeah. doing anything like physically active. Mm. You know, I started BMX when I was younger and that's what got me hooked. You know, I've been doing it forever. And now like I have this new passion of just like, you know, the art of mastery of just like yeah. falling in love with the process of learning new, you know? And then after coming back, like of this new reborn self is like, I never enjoyed BMX more because before I just started BMX because I was trying to make myself look cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I only started BMX and continued to race BMX to make myself seem awesome and to be great and to build up this ego of mine. And then when I lost all that during those injuries, now, now I love BMX more than ever. Cause it's yeah. not, you know, I'm not doing it to look cool, but I'm yeah. just falling in love with the process of learning and bettering myself. Yeah. You know, it's not so much about crushing the dude next to me, but just bettering myself from yesterday. Yeah. Do you ever take any any mushrooms or DMT? Fuck yeah, you do. <laughs> I mean, I mean, <laughs> you're talking about like the ego stuff, and then yeah. everyone talks about like I've never done DMT or yeah. mushrooms, but uh, I'm too much of a pussy. So Maybe I've never done DMT. Yeah, but, but I mean, I, you know, I, you know, I had a couple mushrooms here and there. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But like, when did you start doing that? Like, was the first time you did it? Was it at what point in like your a, dude? Dude, the first time I ever did mushrooms was only like probably a year and a half ago. Really, a year ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, last time was last weekend, dude. I eat a fucking weed gummy and I'm fuck. I feel like I'm tripping on mushrooms. Oh, dude, those are oh, that's the best. That's I the love, best. I love, dude. Like, all, honestly, like I never even like smoked weed too much up yeah. until like all this started happening. Yeah, you know what I mean. And then, like, you know, I first started smoking a little bit of weed, and then all of a sudden, like, I started feeling my body a little bit more to where, like, dude, I got right. all these tight muscles. That's where all this pain is coming from. Mm -hmm. And then, but really, like, nothing has been better than the breathing. Really? You know, like, cause I, I, I can get to these higher states with my breath. We all can. Yeah. We all can get to these higher states with our breath and like go into such a deeper part, get all those lights and get all that craziness just with our breath. Mm -hmm. And the consistency of doing that every single day is what helped me, you know, but like, you know, maybe one day on mushrooms is good. <laughs> yeah. A nice glimpse of what's yeah, possible. You right. know what I mean? And like, it just, I remember like the first time I ate mushrooms i got to really see how the whole environment is really connected how much did you take uh not enough do you yeah. remember how many grams it was maybe three three yeah okay three. i'm trying to figure out for my first time yeah. i do it oh. you know but i i, I mean like that there was a, a couple times you know I, I threw like a gram or so in them super smoothies you know, oh yeah having a good day yeah, yeah they talk about like, a lot of people talk about microdosing yeah. like especially like in silicon valley how those guys they Dude, microdose on lsd and mushrooms so much yeah quicker. <laughs> because you're building all these crazy connections yeah you know? like you're able to lower your ego mm -hmm. and your ego just gets in the way and it makes you think in all of this like separateness and your somebodyness, you know but when you're on like mushrooms or even weed it helps to diminish your ego so you can see how everything is just really one and we're all connected and mm -hmm. we're all in this together yeah you know what i mean like like w just how we have 
like billions of different organisms in our body. Mm-hmm. We are just one of those billions of exactly. organisms in the earth body. Right. We're all sitting here trying to work towards the same goal of the health and the happiness of this earth and this planet. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. we, we just may not realize it, but right. we're all looking for the same thing. Yeah. We're yeah. all looking for the same thing and it's all connected. You yeah. Know? So it's like, it's fucking sweet. You that know? is fucking sweet, dude. You know, it's not like I'm telling you to go out there and do some mushrooms, but Sometimes it helps, dude. Like, but go out there and do some mushrooms. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, dude, I hear people—they're using mushrooms for everything now, dude. Like, oh yeah, I'm really starting to think mush, and I'm not talking about just psychedelics. It's, it's legal in Colorado now, right? Dude, they're using like the psychedelic mushrooms to help with like PTSD, addiction, mm-hmm. oh yeah, all that stuff. For sure, like, you're able to drop your old self and to just build these new connections. But like, not, not just psychedelic mushrooms Mm -hmm. Uh, fungus and mushroom itself is like i i I believe there's so much more to it than we believe like we're realizing that dude the biggest living organism that we've ever found on this planet is a microbiome like you know like a fungus network in the northwest from like you know um canada all the way down to northern california you know that whole forest yeah it's just one big microorganism of this fungi network of you know what i was talking about earlier of that microbiome and that's like they're finding that everything is kind of like the start and the end for mushrooms right and if you look at mushrooms like in a forest it's kind of like the portal to break down what's dying to feed to life that's coming yeah you know and then when i take mushrooms like even the psychedelic ones, I, I kind of feel like it's breaking down all that dead waste yeah. to bring room for new life in my mind. Um, and even like the regular like portobello mushrooms that you eat, you know, mm-hmm. they help break down the old shit in your body. The, you know, they help with your brain health. And yeah. Everything. I'm not talking about the psychedelics, like just, just the, the regular. regular. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, regular ones you buy at the grocery store. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, <sighs> I, th- I think mushrooms is definitely something that humans are just beginning to scratch the surface of untapping the potential of what we can do. Like I think we can replace plastic, concrete, everything with mushrooms, you know, like everything that we're using and making that's kind of killing the planet from like what we build our houses with from like all the plastic. Like I think if I think the technology is far, like not Mm -hmm. quite there yet, but Mm -hmm. it's possible to use like some sort of the fungus family to do everything that we need. Yeah. Cause it's way more advanced than we are. I did uh, one of those float tank things yesterday. Ooh, those are s- yesterday for the first time ever. That's sweet. How for was the it? first time in my life, I lo- it was cool. Uh, it wasn't like one of the legit float tanks. It was one in St. Pete, and it wasn't like because it wasn't one of those like round orbs. They're like, oh yeah, it's bigger. It's kind of like a big shower, but it gets pitch black, and they put a thousand pounds of Epsom salt in there. And I felt really great, but yeah. um, it was pitch black, and I wish I would have fucking ate a, a weed gummy first. Dude, I ate. When I did it, I ate a big brownie and mm-hmm. mm. nothing. Well, I think it'd be better just to go in there normal. Really? Honestly, yeah. See, right. I did a normal and I felt like it could have been cooler. Do it again. Maybe try I should try both. I, yeah, I'm gonna try, but I'm definitely gonna try them both. <laughs> yeah, yeah, try but both. um, it was definitely a good experience. I mean, I mean, I needed like the salt bath either way. Like, I needed. I had so much fucking like, like lactic acid and shit built up in my in me that I need. I just needed that just to get that those toxins out, but. Um, it was definitely a cool experience. Yeah, for sure. I definitely want to try it again. Dude, and it's so cool. I like, 
you know, the more people are like struggling with certain things, you know, uh-huh. the more p- people are creating new opportunities to help with that. You know what I mean? Like there's all these yeah, new yeah. things that are starting <laughs> to coming and becoming more popular from float tanks, from yoga to meditation mm-hmm. to where like yeah. in the nineties, if you talked about meditation, you were like crazy. Right. Like, or who, who's this guy? What are you like a Buddhist or something? Right. You know right, right. But now like, because so many of us are struggling with these mental health issues to like now meditation is getting popular. It's kind of, it's definitely cool. Yeah, now meditation yeah. and yoga has definitely gotten a lot cooler, yeah, a lot, lot more accepted in the mainstream. Yeah. Let's do it. Dude, it should be too. It's working. Yeah, like, dude, it's working and it's making us feel better, happier, mm-hmm. healthier, stronger. And dude, the more happier, healthier, stronger one of us is the more happier, healthier, stronger we all can be. It's funny. I was having just a talk yesterday with this lady at YouTube who I talk to every once in a while, like that talks about like how to like to optimize like your channel or try to like, you know, help you grow your channel more and with like the content that you're creating and she helps like strategize different shows, like different like types of content that I make or whatever mm-hmm. and how we optimize it. And, uh, we were talking about CPMs, you know, like CPM based on like your video. So, so CPMs, it's cost per milli. Basically yeah. it's like your ad revenue per thousand views of your content. Yep. So every thousand views you make X amount of dollars based on the amount of revenue you make from YouTube. Mm-hmm. And I was asking like, what's the highest? Cause obviously there's different types of content that yeah. make more money because mm-hmm. certain advertisers will target that and type of content. Fitness, wasn't it? Yeah. Like, no, well there's health, there's, there's lots of different, like categories i think one of the biggest ones is like the makeup tutorials oh, because yeah. it's so easy for those because companies to target them. Yep. and i was asking her, i'm like what's the the highest paying cpm out of all the types of content that you've noticed or like the top category that makes the highest amount of ad revenue and she was saying that it's like personal finance gurus people that teach finance or like teach wealth that kind of shit like yeah. pers- people that are looking to get rich and i was like what the fuck and because I have real, I've noticed just so many people out there on, especially on the internet that are like be, trying to be gurus of like yeah. finance or, or personal wealth that, that They're aren't 21 years old. Live, they live just, in their mama's basement. Yeah. Well, yeah. not necessarily that, but they fucking, they just create content about that because they know it's what the culture wants. You know what I mean? They're not doing it because that's what they're good at or that's what they've done their whole life. Yeah. They're doing it. It's kind of just like a, a, a a degenerative cycle of they're creating that kind of entertainment because they know it, they know it makes money and that kind of reinforces what's in the culture. People just want it. They want to chase money. They see somebody with a fancy fucking car. They see somebody with a Lamborghini or a big house. They think, Oh my God, I want to be just like this person. You know what I mean? It's like a, it's something that's in our culture right now yeah. that reflects but I think like onto the internet. People who consume their thinking and their energy with that, they get theirs. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it's kind of what we're talking about before is like yeah. p- people who consume their thinking in like not in good alignment. If it's just yeah. out of alignment or in a yeah. bad place, then yeah. they're miserable. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you know, when something is, when someone is firing on all cylinders, they feel good. They're happy. They're nice. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're nice to people. They have a good energy. Yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying like, and those, and that's when we're going to be at our most successful as well. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really know what the fuck I was getting at by, by <laughs> bringing that up. But I guess it, it it's very relevant to like being lopsided in in what you're doing. Just like you said, you could have a muscle imbalance somewhere. But if yeah. you, if you really focus on just fucking making that money, getting yeah. that dollar, you know what I mean? You're gonna you're gonna neglect so much other important shit. Yeah. It's gonna bring pain. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? In some way, it's go- it's gonna bring some pain or suffering. Like, yeah. If if you're just pursuing the money, yeah. you know, like even if the pain is the disappointment of, cause most of the times if you're just pursuing the money, you'll end up 
either broke or miserable. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. But then if you align making that money with some sort of value, connecting it with your specific strengths and like how you can create that value to contribute to the world or having something that someone's going to pay for, mm -hmm. you know, it's obviously bringing value in some way because money is just an exchange of value. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So if you can create something with your gifts that someone actually wants to buy, that's when you're going to kind of have your cake and eat it too, mm -hmm. where, you know, like the money falls into place. If you just focus on bringing the value with, you know, the things that you enjoy doing or the things mm -hmm. you care about. Yeah, definitely. Tell everybody where they can like find, you got a YouTube channel. You make a lot yeah. of content on YouTube. Yeah, for sure. So like that other than like, pushing myself mentally and physically to try to find my best self. Like I use most of uh, my extra time and energy to like creating content. Um, yeah. And it's all funneled really through my website. So like my, my Instagram, my Twitter, my YouTube, all of the content that I create for that is mm -hmm. also on my website, which is www.thewillgrant.com. Mm -hmm. um, but if you just want to go to YouTube or Instagram or Twitter, just type in my name, Will Grant, and I should show up. Just W-I-L-L-G-R-A-N-T. Yep. They'll find all your stuff. Yes, sir. <laughs> learn how to get better, learn how to eat well, learn how yeah. to work out, learn how to be fast. Absolutely. Let's push each other together to find our best selves and create the best world we can i love it dude well thank you so much for doing this and and uh dude thanks for having me letting my audience absorb what you have <laughs> to uh what you have to give and let's definitely do this shit again dude yeah, this was awesome sure. sounds good man hell thank yeah you bro. so much <laughs>